ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This this is the Weekly Pint. Uh, it's uh, it's a show where we uh, we hang out, we drink together, and it's uh, sometimes a little bit late. And now I've got everything all messed up, too. The camera's wrong. This is what happens when... There we go. Let's try that. That's a little better. A little bit. This is what happens when um, you have small children and life sometimes gets a little uh, a little nuts. <laughs> it's been one of those nights. But I think we got all of our school shopping done, which is, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, so hopefully we are ready to go. And now I feel like the camera is, is crooked. Are we crooked? Uh, I can't stand it. I can't handle it. try that does that look a little bit better <laughs> the point of this show is for us to just kind of hang out and do this uh this happy hour thing this uh this excuse to just hang out and drink together but that doesn't mean that i don't have to try to be at least a little bit professional right and try i can attempt at, uh, professionalism uh if you are new to this uh experience that is the weekly pint um you can hang out and you can talk with us that's that's kind of the point of a happy hour you can do it a couple different ways though you can call into the show via the drunk line which is five six seven seventy drink you can call in and we'll put you on that way or as most of you uh tend to figure out pretty quick uh it'll pop up here in a second the chat uh is uh is an easy way no matter where you're you're watching that you can all uh, converse together, but the important thing is that we are drinking together, <laughs> and uh, with that I need to uh, open up a beer, which um, kind of plays into part of the thing that I want to talk about this week, which is Oktoberfest Quest. So um, if that doesn't give it away a little bit, we're gonna drink a couple Oktoberfest beers. We're gonna put two head to head. So um, again, if you're new to this whole thing. Oktoberfest Quest. It is the quest for the best fest beer uh, in Cincinnati, and I do it every uh, every summer slash fall. And uh, um, I, I, I pit two beers at a time against each other, and then at the very end of the uh, the season, there is one beer remaining, and that beer becomes uh, the uh, the champion of uh, all that is Oktoberfest in the city. So. Uh, uh, I'm going to let you guys pick, though. So this the first one um, I already picked. This is a former champion. Um, this was the champion back, what, three three years ago? I think 20, 2020, maybe, something like that. Uh, this is uh, Listerman's Fest Beer. Uh, fantastic beer. I love this one. Um, it's always a, uh, a favorite of mine. Um, and that is going to go up against a beer that you guys choose. Uh, but I'm doing it blind. So I have two bags. This is uh, bag number two, mystery beer. And bag number one, mystery beer. We're going to do this real simple. Just the first person that uh, types in on the chat and tells me which one to pick, we're going to pick that one. Um, I can tell you that one of these uh, is a massive brewery in town. One of these is Rheingeist, and one of these is a newcomer to the uh, the, uh, the the bracket, and that is uh, Lagerstadt from uh, Warped Wing. So I actually don't remember which one is which. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but you guys get to uh, uh, choose the fate. Who is going to go against uh, a, a former champion? Uh, that is uh, Listerman's Festbeer. I don't remember how far they made it uh, into the competition last year, but I assume they did pretty good last year also because um, it is a uh, it is a good beer. Now I'm trying to 
trying to tweak the uh, the volume as as we go here too. Uh, I didn't. I was kind of rushed getting all this stuff set up and uh, recording as the uh, as the night went. But seriously, nobody's going to jump on. This is why uh, uh, we need Marco and Julia. Um, I guess I'm going to have to pick if nobody else does. There we go. My wife jumped on. She says number two. That is this one. My wife, who hopefully has a sleeping child upstairs. Uh, all right. Number two. Oh, Rheingeist Franz. Uh, so this one, um, uh, Brian Booth also says number two. All right. Number two it is. Franz, this is an Oktoberfest beer. Um, I do not know if they have tweaked this at all. It was always a uh, um, an ale that was kind of brewed like an Oktoberfest. Um, and I don't know if that's still the case or not. It says, Franz, Oktoberfest beer. I assume they would say lager if it was a lager. Franz is our Oktoberfest brow. Not traditional, but uber German. He's an autumnal brew, a bit of a dreamer, often hiking in the Alps to return brimming with great ideas. Like those brisk hikes in the very steep mountains, these Munich and Vienna malts will pump you up. Okay. So I think it's an ale brewed just with uh, some Oktoberfesty malts. Uh, Listerman, their fest beer says, an annual Listerman staple, our fest beer honors Cincinnati's rich German history, brewed exclusively with Weiermann Pilsner, Vienna, and Munich malts. It is the perfect lager to help you kick off the celebration. Prost. Again, we talk a lot during this uh, competition. That's what it is. It's a competition, right? This uh, this bracket um, about the difference between fest beers and Meritzens. Um uh, this is a fest beer. That's what we said. That's what they say. Um, those tend to be a little lighter in color, maybe a little bit higher in ABV, a little bit hoppier than the uh, the Meritsons do. Uh, but still, it's supposed to be super drinkable. And uh... yeah, it looks good. That's the uh, the Listerman is in the. Sonder and Friends, October, you can't even see the logo on it. Sonder and Friends, it's on uh, my left, the, this side. I need need something that shows you guys which is which. Uh, and then the uh, the Franz will be in the uh, Lagerfest class from Northern Rome. Uh, this is neither a Fest beer nor a Meritzen, if it's an ale. Um, however, it's still an Oktoberfest. All right. And then uh, Ryan Geist will be on the side here. So uh, Ryan Geist and uh, Listerman. The Ryan Geist is way lighter than the Listerman, um, which is funny because you know, Fest beer typically you, you think of being lighter. Although I guess that would make Franz closer to a uh, Fest beer than a Mertzen. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not going to dive too deep into tasting notes because at a certain point in this uh, uh, this quest, uh, it just becomes very repetitive. There's lots of bread, <laughs> bready malt, um, touch of kind of a, a fruity note from the yeast, and uh, and then and that's kind of what you expect from all of them. All right, I'm going to go Listerman first again. Former champion, uh, prost everybody. 
Mm. Right off the bat, you get big like cereal kind of malt, like almost uh, um, like a honey nut kind of I spit all over. Kind of like a honey nut. Uh, I don't want to say Cheerios when I say cereal, but like a like a real nutty, um, uh, delicious bready kind of thing. And then the uh, let's see the uh, fronds. Mm. Mm. Oh my God, that's good too. <clears throat> uh, sometimes. This is really easy to do. It is a uh, uh, clear winner between the two, but sometimes like this, it's it's a little more difficult. Uh, prost, Josh. Mm. Uh, the Listerman feels way more kind of full-bodied to me than the uh, the Franz, which the the whole trick to this whole uh, competition. Give me just a second, take a swig of this. Mm. The whole trick to this competition is which of these do I want in my Stein if I'm at Oktoberfest? It's some kind of Oktoberfest celebration. Now, with that, there's a range. So if it's Oktoberfest during the day, where I am sitting out in the sun, I'm baking, it's hot. We, we know that Oktoberfest can sometimes feel a little bit like summer. If it's like that, I want something that's a little lighter, a little crispier. Uh, as we then drift into the evening hours of Oktoberfest celebrating, I tend to want something a little fuller bodied, a little bigger, uh, something that I can kind of sip a little more than pound. <laughs> um, so you have to find something that satisfies those two sides of your Oktoberfest desires. Uh, both of these do that. Both of these would, uh, would be okay. Um, but for me, hang on. Oh, man, this is really difficult. Yeah, for me, I'm going to give it to Franz this time. Um, it's not an easy choice, but the the kind of fuller body that the uh, the Fest beer is giving me, I don't necessarily feel like I can drink as much of it. Um, and that little bit of a cereal note, um, I want something a little a little drier and a little crisper uh, is what I want. And the Franz uh, definitely does that for me um, out of the two. So. Franz moves on to round two in Oktoberfest Quest. Um, congrats to Rheingeist. Not that they uh, believe in notice. <laughs> and, uh, uh, still, shout out to, to Listerman for their Fest beer. Still a great beer. Um, in fact, it's that, that fuller body is, is really good. Like it's a, it's a good sipping beer, good beer to kind of sit and drink. In fact, uh, I'm going to sit and drink it right now. Which, since we're talking about it, we might as well just go ahead and jump into uh, that discussion and talk about Oktoberfest Quest, kind of give you a little more details about it. Um, if you are, are not already familiar with it, we've done three matchups so far in round one. 
which uh, if you look behind me, these are these are all the ones that have, that are as of right now competing. That's not all that there will be. There will be plenty more um, that will be coming up as um, as I get them. Uh, there's definitely some new ones this year in there. Uh, Cartridge has a canned Oktoberfest this year. Um, the uh, uh, the Warped Wing, obviously, we talked about that one. That's a new one. The uh, Muller Brew Barn. Um, there's some good stuff, so um, I'm excited to see how this kind of keeps developing. But they just go one-on-one until we get through them all, then we move into round two. Actually, before all of round one is done, we usually move into round two, um, and then uh, we just keep battling until only only a few remain. I should put it that way. And once there are only a few, we will have a live event somewhere. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, probably in very, hopefully very early October is what I'm, I'm shooting for. Um, Ooh, excuse me. Um, and, uh, at that live event, um, I, with the help of a couple judges will, uh, will crown a winner. We will, uh, taste the, the, the final matchups blind. Everything up until then is not blind. I, I obviously know what the beers are. Um, but the last round will be blind and then, uh, one winner, will uh, win the Golden Gnome, the coveted Golden Gnome, which I guess I probably need to go ahead and get that trophy ordered. Um, if my secretary is here, uh, please make a note. <laughs> I need to uh, get the Golden Gnome for this year done. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's fun. There's been, uh, this is the fifth year that I've done this. The first year, Braxton won with October Fuel, which I still don't have yet. I don't think it's been released yet, but I, at least I haven't seen it in stores. Super pumped to try it this year. I did hear a rumor that they've tweaked a couple things with the beer this year. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, we will see. Uh, Brian Booth is drinking an Igniter, which is a uh, Bach. Ugh. Says he doesn't have any Oktoberfest on hand. Uh, Bach counts. I will. I will accept a Bach in place of an Oktoberfest. Um, so, Braxton won the first year. Uh, Listerman, this uh, fest beer, uh, won the second year. Uh, third year was Sonder, and then last year was Mad Tree. Um, so, a bunch of really good beers, and they're all. Uh, there's it's definitely different between them all. You know the uh, the Braxton is very much dead on a uh, Mertzen. Um, uh, Listerman, at least at the time was, was definitely way fast beer. I think it's kind of gone a little more kind of hybrid between the two Sonder hybrid between the two, uh, Madre, uh, hybrid between the two. So maybe that's kind of where I'm, where my mind goes is I want a hybrid between the two. <laughs> um, anyways, I, uh, I enjoy Oktoberfest beers, even if it is a little warm outside, uh, or even if it's not today, day like today, this is <laughs> it's what's so fun about the style to me is that uh, today was kind of rainy and uh, kind of muggy and just kind of gross. Uh, and Oktoberfest beer tastes really good on a day like that. Like I wish that during the day, instead of working, I've been able to just sit on the porch and just drink Oktoberfest beer because it works so well. Uh, on the flip side, uh, this weekend it was hot and sunny and it was really summery and uh, I drank Oktoberfest beer and it was great. <laughs> um, so it just, it, it works no matter what the weather is. Um, so stay tuned. Live location is in the works. Uh, there's a couple, couple, obviously there's some things that, uh, um, need, 
organized to make sure that we can uh, we can get down the the uh, the venue, and then we will be able to start planning the event, and then I can let you guys know. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, moving on, I do want to talk about some news. There's a couple uh, kind of uh, news things that I thought were uh, were were worth talking about. Um, one pretty major, and then one that's not really major to anybody except a. Uh, uh, maybe me. Um, I, I am a huge fan of, well, shouldn't say a huge fan. I'm a fan of the drinking culture in, uh, Gatlinburg. It fascinates me. Um, anybody who has listened to, uh, drinking with the gnome, I did a show not with these guys, but with one of the other moonshine places there in Gatlinburg, uh, which is called Sugarlands. Um, with who I, I love. I had such a great time there. Love their moonshine. I like their moonshine better than I like, uh, old there it is. Old Smoky Moonshine. <laughs> However, these guys are making news. Uh, they are uh, merging with a company that is called uh, Tanteo Spirits. This is a uh, tequila manufacturer. Um, for the record, also, if anybody has not listened to that episode of Drinking with a Gnome, uh, go to episode 12 of Drinking with a Gnome on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and you can uh, you can listen to us talk about moonshine and how it fits into the drinking culture of Gatlinburg. Uh, Tanteo Spirits, <laughs> Spirits though, tequila, uh, tequila manufacturer. Uh, and I do say manufacturer because while they do have like a, uh, a Blanco tequila and then like a premium... Um, I don't know what they call it, uh, Espero, I think. Um, they have those, but the majority of what they do and what they kind of hang their hat on is flavored tequila. Like it's uh, uh, the spicy tequila thing. They uh, supposedly were the first place to do this spicy tequila. They made um, a, a, a pepper-infused tequila um they have spicy jalapeno uh, extra spicy habanero they've got a smoky chipotle a seasonal one for like christmas i don't really know what is all in that but it's flavored tequila so it fits with the same kind of idea that old smoky moonshine is when you go there they do these flights and there's all these different wacky flavors and like uh, i believe i had like a peanut butter and jelly something or other like it's just weird stuff you can get the old smoky moonshine pickles which are delicious but come on <laughs> it's it's all about just these different flavors so the 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 merging makes sense with tanteo uh, but i don't know how it makes me feel <laughs> it not that when you go to old smoky if you've not been it's 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 a tourist thing like it's definitely very manufactured very disneyland-esque it's it, it, it's fake it's not necessarily fake but it feels very fake um in a lot of way that some of the bourbon distilleries around have kind of started to feel over the years as bourbon has become more popular which is a whole different uh discussion <laughs> for a different show different day um but there is still something about the culture of moonshine in Gatlinburg and this idea that this is, this is the native spirit of the area. Um, when you take one of the, one of the, the handful of moonshine distilleries, I don't know if they actually even make the moonshine from old smoky in Gatlinburg. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be close by though. Uh, but you take one of these handful of places that this is, this is who they are. This is, you know, we are this, culture of Gatlinburg drinking and you say, right, and we make tequila. 
Like it just it just takes the whole thing and just like, oh, never mind. Like we we really don't believe in anything. We really don't stand behind anything. We just want to make booze that uh, uh, is fun and that people want to want to try, which is which is fine too. But uh, it does kind of remove uh, the soul, I guess, of it. If there was any soul already left in a place like Old Smoky. Uh, it just makes uh, Sugarlands uh, that much better for me. So <laughs> it's news. It's something to talk about, something to think about. Uh, in much maybe bigger beer news, uh, this one hit today and is definitely something to talk about. Tilray. If you have not heard about Tilray, uh, you should probably start paying attention to these guys because they're about to become the fifth biggest craft brewery in the country. Uh, AB InBev announced today that they are selling off a bunch of their craft brands to these guys, Tilray. Tilray made news, um, I don't know how long ago it was. It was a while back. They they bought uh, uh, Sweetwater and Green Flash, Alpine, Montauk, Good Supply Lager, uh, also the Breckenridge Distillery. They own all of that already. And with that, they are now purchasing Shocktop. They are now purchasing Breckenridge. Blue Point, Red Hook, Widmer Brothers, Tin Barrel, Highball Energy, and Square Mile Cider. Uh, <laughs> Josh says the logo looks like they sell reams of paper. You're not that far off. They, the company, started and made most of its uh, growth uh, selling cannabis. They are a cannabis uh, company in Canada. Canadian cannabis, um, but Canadian cannabis has not grown the way that they thought it would. And they are diversifying into other areas, uh, including spirits and cider and distilling and or spirits and cider and, and brewing. Um, it's very strange to me to think that now shock top will be a craft beer. <laughs> this kind of goes to this bigger discussion of what is craft beer, which is really hard to uh to to figure out but i can't i can't understand how for years everybody understood and everybody knew and everybody felt and when you sat there and you drank shock top you knew that like this is, this is a budweiser thing it's just budweiser trying to pretend to be craft beer how you can sell that to somebody else and now all of a sudden that same liquid is craft beer it doesn't make any sense. It, none of it makes any sense. I mean, it makes sense monetarily for these guys. And maybe I'd, if I decide to drink a shock top, I won't feel as bad about it, but it's, 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 it's still very strange. Uh, I don't know what it means for, um, for craft beer, but uh, Brian says, but the pretzel beer though, I didn't like that pretzel beer. Uh, it was fine. But, uh, especially when I had third eyes pretzel beer, um, uh, Third Eyes Pretzel Beer completely made me forget about the uh, twisted pretzel <laughs> from Shock Top. <laughs> I, don't, I, I think I only had it like twice, but I just don't remember it being that good at all. It just tasted like fake pretzel juice dumped inside of a beer. That's what my memory is. Now, my memory is, is not, uh, not accurate. We all know that. Uh, Josh agrees that the tuba one was way better. Oh, man, it was so good. But man, this is like, uh, we talked about it back uh, on this show, back on episode 163, which was right about that time that uh, AB and Bev started to realize that, oh shit, uh, 
this is this whole craft beer thing is uh not working out the way we thought it was going to and they started unloading things they cl- had closed platform and they were starting to fire people at other breweries and uh, there was a uh a clear like sign that uh, there was a shakeup happening and this is the next stage in it this includes all of the employees all of the equipment all of the intellectual property all of that stuff they're just dumping it they're getting rid of it uh, we don't know uh, cost yet is I don't think at least I don't have in my notes a cost, but uh, um, it is a uh, it, for for a company, uh, AB InBev, that has lost as much uh, market share as they already have. Man, it's a it's a sign of uh, sign of something. <laughs> uh, I hope that maybe this means we'll start seeing uh, more Breckenridge beer. Um, we'll start seeing Red Hook and Widmer Brothers again. Like, I, I, when was the last time you saw like a, a, a Red Hook around? Like, uh, that beer used to be great. Um, I guess it's still around the uh, the Widmer Brothers wheat. I guess it's still around there too. But um, man, it uh, it was a company that just absolutely, again, going back to the soul of something like uh, Old Smoky. It was a company that just took the soul and just beat the crap out of it and, and sucked every ounce of life out of it. And the the thought that maybe somebody can give some of that life back is exciting and it feels feels good. Uh, I, I wish it wasn't Tilray. <laughs> I wish it was I wish it was somebody that maybe felt a little more genuine about it. Not that these guys aren't genuine. Uh, I mean Sweetwater's fine. Um I can't say that I've had a lot of Green Flash or Alpine after that whole thing kind of uh, was was brought back into the fold with uh, with Tilray, but um, you know it's uh, it's better than Anheuser Busch, that's for sure. <laughs> and who knows, maybe we'll start getting weed beer eventually. <laughs> I'm still still waiting for that whole world to uh, uh, collide with that of craft beer. Um, I guess it probably probably is in the. Uh, the home brewing world, but not so much in the uh, uh, the commercial world. Um, I need more beer. Hang on. Mm. Josh says that Rivertown High was close. It was close. Um, that and um, didn't uh, New Belgium have one too? Kind of right around that same time. I can still remember. The first, I think it was New Belgium. First time that was on tap at Jungle Gems. I was walking up to the tasting bar to get a pint of something while I was shopping. And I, I like, as I got close to the tasting bar, I thought, oh my God, like somebody is standing back here in the, the beer department and they're smoking weed. <laughs> How is nobody saying anything? It smelled so strong as you were getting close. Uh, the Rivertown definitely had the smell. But it didn't hit you as much from a distance as that. Uh, again, think it was New Belgium, whoever it was. Um, yeah, uh, Rivertown had that uh, man. That's a that's a interesting. So we might have talked about it on the show right around that time. But the uh, the 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 hoops they had to jump through to get that beer made was uh, was pretty crazy, and that was just. Uh, as far as I know, it was just flavoring. It was just like a like a flavored oil. Like it had, it didn't have any kind of actual hemp or uh, anything, and definitely no CBD or anything like that. It was just flavoring, <laughs> and people still 
um, kind of threw a fit. I think because of the uh, just the name <laughs> of the beer and uh, and the uh, the the flavors you were trying to recreate. Um, man, there's a. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of weird stuff that's happened in craft beer over the last uh, ten years. Kind of, I don't know if it makes me excited or if it makes me nervous to think about what might what might be coming down the road. But these shakeups with uh, ownership and uh, God, how many? You know, if you guys don't listen to the uh, Bruce guys happy hour uh, brews news that they do um, on Monday mornings, uh, jump over and listen to their show too because they they talked about this. Uh, I think it was either this week or last week they were talking about kind of the, the biggest breweries in the country and how many of them were conglomerates. These, uh, these groups like, like till right now, um, or constellation when they had craft beer or the, uh, craft brew Alliance or, you know, canarchy, you know, all of these, these groups are now owning all of these different brands under one umbrella and that becomes the brewery. Like it's just that these these shakeups that are that are still going to keep happening. Like we're still going to see bigger breweries that are uh, merged with other ones, or bought by other ones, you know, or purchase other ones. Like and come into these big kind of you know, Borg machines. It's a uh, it's weird. It's um not that it's bad. Um, it's just, it's, it's strange. And it's not something that, uh, I think that when I started drinking craft beer, uh, I could have even imagined would be a thing <laughs> yet. Here we are. <laughs> it's hard to have imagined any of this stuff being a thing, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll wrap it up. So you guys can uh, go and uh, and drink your beers, and so I can go and drink my beers, and uh, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do this again. Uh, the news never stops when it comes to uh, to drinking, especially here in Cincinnati, where there's always fun stuff uh, happening. Next week, I promise, I, pr- I shouldn't promise. Usually, bad things happen when I promise, but I promise there will be an episode of Cincy Brewcast on Monday, next Monday. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed over there on whatever uh, podcast platforms you like to listen to shows on or on YouTube, uh, maybe even more importantly on YouTube. Um, I'm working really hard to keep kind of, I shouldn't say I'm working hard. It's, I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying as hard as I can to keep building these YouTube channels and uh, the things that I really, really enjoy. Not that I don't enjoy audio podcasts, uh, but wrapping video into that is way more uh, challenging and creative and, and lots of fun things that I would love to be able to do with it. So uh, make sure you, you, you follow along on, on YouTube to Cincy Brewcast, Drinking with the Gnome, and to the Gnarly Gnome. And there's some fun stuff uh, coming from all of that stuff, hopefully, in the, uh, the very near, near future. If you like this, if you like any of this, if you like the website, if you like this show or any of those shows, uh, know that you can always support by going to the gnarlygnome.com slash support and know that it helps a ton. I can't even begin to tell you how much it helps. Um, it keeps kind of all of the behind the scenes stuff uh, running smoothly. And uh, if you uh, are a gnomey, as we, we call the Patreon supporters, uh, you get free stuff throughout the year. And there's a package about to go out for those people that have been supporting um, for the last uh 
uh, we'll say a few months, but uh, a lot of those people have supported for a long time. So there is a package that will be going out very soon. Um, and uh, not to give away any hints, but uh, I'm going to order something really fun. Yeah, Steins. <laughs> you, you guys know how much I love Oktoberfest beer. You knew it was coming eventually. Uh, so stay tuned for that and uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell tell anybody. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, go grab an Oktoberfest beer. Um, it's uh, it's tis the season, right? Tis the season for Oktoberfest. Here's the the funny thing. It's always Oktoberfest season. That's right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Here's the really fun part. The entire package is all Oktoberfest themed. It's all Oktoberfest stuff or uh, Oktoberfest as I see it themed because it's always Oktoberfest in my heart. 